A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sychar, near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and Jesus, tired by the journey, sat straight down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, What? You are a Jew, and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew what God is offering, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How could you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, Whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water, so that I may never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. Go and call your husband, said Jesus to her, and come back here. The woman answered, I have no husband. He said to her, You are right to say, I have no husband, for although you have had five, the one you have now is not your husband. You spoke the truth there. I see you are a prophet, sir, said the woman. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain while you say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. But the hour will come. In fact, it is here already when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That is the kind of worshipper the Father wants. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah, that is Christ, is coming, and when he comes he will tell us everything. I who am speaking to you, said Jesus, I am he. At this point, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him speaking to a woman, though none of them asked, what do you want from her, or why are you talking to her? The woman put down her water jar and hurried back to the town to tell the people, come and see a man who has told me everything I ever did. I wonder if he is the Christ. This brought people out of the town, and they started walking towards him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, 
have something to eat. But he said, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples asked one another, has someone been bringing him food? But Jesus said, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to complete his work. Have you not got a saying, four months and then the harvest? Well, I tell you, look around you, look at the fields, already they are white, ready for the harvest. Already the reaper is being paid his wages, already he is bringing in the grain for eternal life, and thus sower and reaper rejoice together. For here the proverb holds good, one sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap a harvest you had not worked for. Others worked for it, and you have come into the rewards of their trouble. Many Samaritans of that town had believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony when she said, He told me all I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days, and when he spoke to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, Now we no longer believe because of what you told us. We have heard him ourselves and we know that he really is the saviour of the world. Our Gospel reading today is from chapter 4 of John's Gospel, Jesus' encounter with the woman of Samaria, also known as the woman at the well. Now St John goes out of his way to remind us that the fact that Jesus should have such a conversation with a Samaritan woman is in itself surprising. As John himself says, Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. This historical enmity between Jews and Samaritans had deep roots that reached far back into Israel's history to the moment when the twelve tribes, briefly united under Saul, David and Solomon, once again divided as Rehoboam, son of Solomon, took the throne. We read in chapter 12 of the first book of Kings that the ten northern tribes had sought assurances after Solomon's death that his son would reduce the heavy load of hard labour inflicted on the people through Solomon's various building projects. Rehoboam refused, and so the ten northern tribes rebelled against the house of David and instead made Jeroboam their king, leaving only the tribes of Judah and Benjamin loyal to David's line. Yet this new northern kingdom of Israel faced a problem. The temple in Jerusalem still dominated the religious life of the northern tribes, yet Jerusalem was the capital city of the house of David and the kingdom of Judah. Jeroboam, the new king of the northern tribes, feared that if he allowed his people to continue to worship in the south, then slowly his authority would be undermined. So he fashioned two golden calves and set them up at Dan and Bethel in the north, declaring to the people, You have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. This sin is referred to again and again in the Old Testament as the sin or way of Jeroboam. It is the sin of idolatry, of worshipping what is not God, and throughout the Old Testament, idolatry is presented as a kind of adultery. The northern kingdom is an adulterous nation that has turned away from the law and instead worshipped the work of its own hands. Now the Samaritans are the descendants of these ten northern tribes of Israel that rebelled against the house of David. The name Samaritan refers to the capital city of this northern kingdom, Samaria, 
built by King Omri in the early 9th century before Christ. Samaria was eventually destroyed by the Assyrians around the year BC 722, and its inhabitants were deported. The Assyrians replaced these deported Israelites with, a sim with similarly displaced peoples from all over their empire. Now the Jews of the southern kingdom would later allege that those members of the ten northern tribes that were not deported when Samaria fell collaborated with their conquerors, and rather than maintaining their racial purity, intermarried with the various peoples and nations that the Assyrians resettled among them. As a consequence, hardliners among the Judeans of the south believed that the people of the northern kingdom had forfeited the right to be called Israelite. Instead, they referred to them as Samaritans, after the principal city that Omri had built. For the hardliners among the Jews then, Samaritan history began with political and religious infidelity and culminated in dubious sexual morals. There is a sense in our Gospel reading then that the personal history of the woman of Samaria mirrors the history of her people. In the course of her conversation with Jesus, we discover that this Samaritan woman has had five husbands, yet the man she lives with now is not her husband. The Church Fathers saw in this number five a reference to the five books of the Pentateuch, the books of the law. As the Samaritan woman had left five husbands and now lived in adultery, the Samaritan people had been married to the law of God, the five books of the Torah, but now they lived in idolatry. This division between the faithful Jews and idolatrous Samaritans was manifested in racial segregation, especially when it came to worship and liturgy. The woman tells Jesus, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, yet you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Yet Jesus replies that he will overcome these ancient divisions. He tells the woman, The hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for such the Father seeks to worship him. The reconciliation wrought by Jesus will refound Israel. Samaritans, Jews, even Gentiles, will be united in the blood of the new covenant and in the waters of baptism that flowed from Jesus' side on the cross, the living water that wells up to eternal life. We can think of this passage then as Jesus calling back God's wayward bride, Jesus calling back God's lost sheep in Samaria. Some of the great figures in Israel's history found their wives at wells, usually at a time when sheep or cattle or camels are being, were being watered. The servant of Abraham, for example, met Rebekah, whom he takes home to be the wife of Isaac, at the well outside the city of Nahor. Jacob meets his wife Rachel by the well in the land of the people of the east. Moses, too, met his wife Zipporah at a well in Midian. Now Jesus himself is meeting a woman at her well. But this time the union in question is the marriage between God and humanity that Jesus himself brings about.